the biblical call to give an answer for those who inquire about the faith. We are always prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within us. This is your life. This is who you are. This changes the way you understand yourself as a human being and every other human being. It changes what you mean by justification and adoption and sanctification and glorification. And it changes what you mean by why we do what we do in gospel ministry and in righteous living. Everything is changed when we understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Jablani Mayberg. And I'm Isaac Pinto. We are associate pastors at Central Baptist Church. And welcome to our Theology Alive podcast, where we look to engage theology in the church carried out in the culture using a Christian worldview. Greetings, everyone, and welcome once again to yet another installment of our Theology Alive podcast. Welcome, everyone. It's great to be back here with you. It's always fun to do these, um, especially today as we're going to be talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is um, a great joy to talk about um, the God who saved us and the God-man. Amen. And, and we, we zoom in on his work um, today and it's, it's really a, a great um, section that we're going to be going through. So for those of you that... Uh, um, we're not uh, with us in our last episode. We covered uh, a bit of the Trinity there, and now we uh, we enter into uh, a second section, if I can put it that way, uh, in terms of God and what He has done, and and so the section that we go through uh, today uh, says that from before creation, God determined to save sinners through the sacrifice of his son, to govern all history according to his sovereign plan, and to finally bring all things under one head, even Christ, and that all things exist from him, through him, and for him, and are created to display the glory of his wonderful name. Mm. You know, um, today we'll be talking about, um, in theology, we call it Christology, which is the study of Christ. And I was reading a devotional where the writer was talking about how uh, we usually make the mistake as the church of asking um, the question I'm about to share. And this question, we make it the primary focus of the ecclesia, of the church. Um, and the question was, um, usually we ask ourselves the question, what does the body need? as the primary question that we ask when we think in church. Mm. Um, and this is what the writer says. He says, a place to start in developing a doctrine of the church is not to ask, what does the body need? Although that's a good and important question, it shouldn't be the primary question. We should first ask, what does the head want? Mm. Because as we sure. find out what the head wants, um, then we can answer the question, what does the body need? Because yeah. what the body needs is found in the head. Uh, and it's so easy for us to be completely self-centered right um just uh, be looking at our own needs and mm -hmm. and what what we want what kind of things but we really are under the lordship of of right. christ and mm -hmm. and we ought to be um listening to to what he says what he has revealed what he has designed the church to be right mm -hmm. 
in, in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul tells us, I think it's in 2.20, that um, the church excuse me, was built on the foundation of the kings um, and the prophets um, and the apostles. Um, and the church has Christ as its chief cornerstone. So Christ is... Uh, he he gives the direction to where the church should go, mm. um, but it's 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 so easy to uh, to switch that around and and have the needs of people almost as as primary and the needs of Christ secondary uh, because mm. it's almost as if that that which we see um, like the needs and people in 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 um, afflicted uh, people with with various sin issues. Uh, it's so easy to make that primary and forget. But what does mm. what does God want for His mm. church? Um, and in in answering that question, you what we are saying today is you will see us answering the questions to the many various needs that the people have. Um, John Twindale wrote an article. And he said, um, the root problem of a decapitating ecclesiology is dissembling Christology. Is a disembly, a disembodied Christology. Yo, all right. Here we go. Again. <laughs> uh, we should we should put a jaw and I should put a rand every time I make a mistake. Let's try this again. So the root problem of a decapitated ecclesiology is a disembodied. Christology. Sure. <laughs> we must learn to speak of the church in relation to the person and work of Christ. Mm. When we articulate paradigms of the church without reference to Christ's vision for the church, it exposes faulty views of both the church and Christ. The incarnation, the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension, um, uh, sorry, the return of Christ cannot be understood unless they are seen in reference to his people. Christology and ecclesiology go hand in hand. The mm. doctrine of the church is an exercise in applied Christology. Mm. That's, that's, that's really great job. And I think that um, it's, it's even important as well to zoom in into Christ's purpose uh, in coming, uh, right? And I think today we have so much, um, you know, uh, distortion sure. uh, of, oh no, Jesus, he came and, and it's to, for me to get a better life or, yeah. or, or just, uh, it's all about just, just love. Mm. Uh, we hear a lot about social work or social justice sure. uh, and and as if that was the ultimate um, purpose that Christ came for mm. but but the reality is that he came to seek and save the lost sure. as the Bible um, says and, and here coming back to our statement um, that from before creation God determined to save sinners mm. through the sacrifice of his son. So the work of Christ on the cross sure. is um, is primary. Yeah. You know, Christ did amazing things, miracles, healing, um, but the we the uh, crux, the the really epicenter um is is the cross of jesus christ sure yeah we 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 read in scripture that there's there was this plan that was formulated before the foundations of the earth were laid uh, there was this mission impossible um 
in in man's eyes i mean not just in man's eyes even scripturally there's absolutely nothing that we could have done to save ourselves this was mm. a a mission impossible <laughs> a mission that was present because the need is there but the solution was absent in that there was there was and is uh, no man who is able to do that cue in the man Christ Jesus mm-hmm. who steps into history fully man fully god to accomplish this mission that only god could accomplish mm-hmm. and this mission was god determined to save sinners through the sacrifice of his son yeah. um, and 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 we can see the this plan came about before the foundation of the world. Yeah. This is not like oh, snap. <laughs> Plan B. Yes. Adam failed. failed. <laughs> oh my word. Now we got to come up with a plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was this was done uh the plan mm. and purpose was already there from yeah. before the foundation of the world so maybe just a couple of verses on that Revelation 13:8 and all who dwell on earth will worship uh Uh, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who was slain first mm. uh, peter 1 19 20 but the, but with the precious blood of christ like that of a lamb without blemish or spot he was foreknown before the foundation of the world but was manifest in the last times uh, for the sake of of you uh, titus 1 2 in hope of a li- of eternal life which god um, who never lies promised before the ages began um and so we see a number of of verses and i have more here but i think that will suffice uh, that shows us that god's plan of salvation uh was was not a second thought yeah. it, it was before the f- the foundation of the world it was intentional mm. um it, it was not plan b uh, and I, i think for me even thinking about that it's really um it's it's comforting in in, in a way it, it makes you feel like man i am i really am loved mm. by by God who sure. before I was born before the foundation of the world um he set this plan in motion sure. intentionally sure. Uh, to save us now now we we can pause it there and say that's exactly what the statement <laughs> was intending to say mm-hmm. um but but we we, we want to go a step a step further in terms of you know um our own theological position sure. to uh, to state another comforting aspect of of uh, the nature of Christ's work um on that cross and 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 so we don't want to get caught in the thicket mm. of theological debate um mm. I'm of this and I'm of that. No, no, no. Mm. Um but what we are saying is is as we as as we read this and the more we talk about the work of Christ there's mm. there's one more aspect that we really mm. want to just add in our podcast to yeah. just be of an encouragement. Yeah. Um of of just the the definite nature of of Christ saving work. Mm. So uh, as as Joe would say just a, a disclaimer we mm. uh not sure that the uh the 
writers of the <laughs> statement had this completely in mind. Some probably would have, uh, some not, uh, but uh, we think it's it's worth uh, mentioning it, and we we believe that um, it comes from the scriptures. Uh, this so right. So so this is it. So yeah. So 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 we we hold to uh, what is called as definite atonement. God determined to save sinners through the sacrifice of His Son. Um, God in our salvation was very purposeful. Mm-hmm. He was intentional. He was personal. It was a pointed work of Christ. It was mm-hmm. a specific mission given to Christ um, to save uh, souls. Um, John chapter 6, verse 38 to 40 says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. That's Jesus talking about he was here to do the Father's will. What was the Father's will? He tells us in verse 39. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall not lose any of those he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For it is my Father's will that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life and i raised him up at the last day Hmm. it was a specific mission that god would save those whom he chose to be part of his kingdom family um specific verses that we know ephesians 1 verse 4 even as he chose us when before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him Mm. how could we be these things through jesus christ's atoning work on that cross his his blood specifically was to atone for the sins of all who would believe in him Mm. so what we are basically uh, saying in contrast to a, a different position is that God did not um, just provide it uh, uh, an atonement in in the sense that it's is there for everyone, mm. and then whoever uh, and and then it's it's up to the person uh, to kind of take a step in the right direction mm. in order for that atonement to be applied mm. to the person. Mm. Um, we, we are, we are not saying that we are saying that God had a specific people in mind yeah. when, uh, he sent Jesus and Jesus died for them mm. and the Holy Spirit will regenerate them. And so maybe coming back even to a little bit of, um, our salvation is Trinitarian, mm. In that the Father gives that body of people mm. to the Son. Mm. The Son dies for them. Mm. And the Holy Spirit regenerates them. Mm. And it's it's in perfect um, harmony, sure. the salvation uh, that we receive from God. R.C. Sproul uh, helps us... Um in, in digging deeper into this idea of a definite atonement, this is what he says. He says, what is in view here is God's purpose, his design. Did God intend when he sent into the world his son to die? Did he intend that death would actually save people or did he just hope that it would? 
I mean, to ask a question like that is to answer it. You know very well that God knew from all eternity who was going to come to his son and who wouldn't. He knew that the death of Christ had a definite purpose and would definitely be accomplished and definitely was accomplished. If you look at it like that, how can you speak of anything but a definite atonement? So first of all, the atonement is limited in its efficacy to all who believe. I think we can agree on that, but it's limited in its eternal design for God's elect that Christ laid down his life for his sheep and all for whom Christ died for come to Christ, experience his redemption and are redeemed forever. So it is an encouraging thing that this is a successful mission. Mm. All whom Christ had come to save will be saved on the last day. So our responsibility is to be faithful in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ so mm. that all who have ears to hear mm. would hear and believe mm-hmm. and hear the shepherd's call mm. and come back into the fold. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, even the nature of, of Christ's death uh, for me um, uh, points to this in terms of being substitutionary, yes. right? He's in our place um and and so he took he took um my sins not 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 was just uh just a a general you know faceless Mm. people yeah 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 sure no 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 it's it's particular it's he my my he, he died for my since sure. is he he stood in in my place sure. and, and so um the 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 definite atonement of of Jesus Christ sure. you know um is is also uh it's for me it's, it just points to a, a glorious salvation mm. that is is intent uh, intended as you mentioned before purposeful sure. and it's personal sure uh, he he's, he saved me yeah. you know he di- christ died for me while you um, were yet sinners mm, christ died mm, for us and and we even think of uh and i think it was john owen who made this this argument in terms of um if christ paid the sins for every single individual that has ever lived will ever live everyone what are they paying for in hell Mm. you know Mm. is it god is a just god Uh, why would this those sins get punished twice sure if it was punished on the cross Mm. um you know it's it it wouldn't that that means it's paid for right so why why punish again um uh, on on hell sure. and so i think that for me also makes a, a strong argument mm. um for a, a definite clear atonement and and just to even wrap it up man i love i love um how you you read about the lamb's book of life there are actual names that are written mm. on there mm. and and these are the names as as christ had the glory of god in mind it was the glory of God in being obedient to pay for the sinners of Isaac Pinto, 
Carsten Rambold, Jabulani Maibuk, Charles D. Kivitt. It was actual names yep. that were in mm. Jesus' mind. He he knew that I would lie. He knew uh, the moment I stole. He he knew the moment I had bad thoughts. He knew all my sins and all those specific sins mm. were on his shoulders yeah, yeah. as he specifically loved mm. me with his great love that he died for me on the cross. Amen. Uh, and just to wrap that section up, we see um, uh, one of the five solas is Christ alone. Mm. Ephesians 1 verse 13 says, It is only in Christ that you also, when you heard the word of truth, which is the gospel of your salvation, that you believed in him and were sealed the promised Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So if mm. you're listening to this, it is Christ alone. Amen. If you are clinging on to Christ plus ancestors or Christ plus success on this earth, mm. or Christ um, and Mary and Mary, uh, Christ and and anything, if you adding anything to Christ, that is not salvation. Salvation is only in Jesus Christ alone, who is the only mediator between God and man. Now, the next portion of our statement of faith says um, to govern all history according to his sovereign plan to finally bring all things under one head, even Christ. So, wait, Jabo, did you read the right thing? <laughs> according to his sovereign plan to finally bring all things under one head, even Christ. Yeah, okay, sorry, my <laughs> bad. <laughs> bad. Um, Christ uh, tells us that everything is going to be wrapped up uh, in in Him. He He kind of um, at the end of the day, Christ stands. If I can put it that way, let me read from Colossians um, chapter one and in verse uh, four onwards. Uh, since we, okay sorry sorry 15 verse 15 <laughs> <laughs> it's my day it's my day to this yes, time it's my <laughs> finally <laughs> he's the image of the invisible god the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things, and in him, in Christ, all things hold together. Mm. He's the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Mm. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, and here we go, to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross yeah. so christ through his sacrifice he's he's reconciling um all things to himself mm-hmm. uh that which is has been um scattered and and in a way damaged because of the fall on all and sin christ is restoring mm-hmm. and bringing about and reconciling it uh to himself through the blood of his cross 
it is it is Christ who is Lord of all. He is Lord over all. Um, it is at the name of Jesus that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Um, everyone who scoffs at Christ, everyone who reviled him, uh, everyone who speaks poorly of his church, everyone who rejects him, will on that day stand before him as the righteous judge and they will bow down to Christ mm. who is the real king of kings and he is also the righteous judge who is going to judge people who are condemned already to spend eternity receiving the wrath of God. The beautiful thing is, is, is Christ, if you are a believer, he is our, fe- our new federal head. Remember in in Adam, we all sinned. In Mm. Christ, praise the Lord, Mm. we are all righteous. It is is because of of the the life he lived. It is because of the atoning sacrifice Mm. that he gave and and his righteousness imputed onto our account that when God sees us, when the Father sees us, he sees the righteousness of Christ. Also, he's our advocate. Amen. Seated on the right hand of the Father. That when when the deceiver says, Hey, what about Isaac? Mm. When 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 Isaac sins and, and the Father would want to punish Isaac, mm. Christ would come in and mm. say, I've atoned that sin. Mm. I've paid for that. That sin has been mm. paid for by my body on mm. that cross. There is no more condemnation Amen. for those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So I think we can even combine the two. The the final portion mm-hmm. of the statement of faith is, and that all things ex- all things exist from Him, through Him, and for Him, and are created to display the glory of His wonderful name. Mm. Uh, Luke ten twenty two says, "All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal Him." So if you want to know God. You can only know God through the Son who reveals the Father to us. Now, what I love about this passage is there's that, I mean, this um, part of the statement is it reveals that beautiful doctrine of providence. Mm. Um, And I went to the Westminster uh, Shorter Catechism and question 18 is, what are God's works of providence? This is the answer. God's works of providence are His most holy, wise, and powerful preserving and judge and governing his creatures, ordering them and all their actions to his own glory. So literally, God is seeing to it that all the events of this age happen in accordance to his will and for the glory of his name. Mm. Beauty of mm. providence. Yeah, and, and not only that, we see that um, ultimately it's for his glory mm. uh, for his glory we were created for his glory and everything is is for his glory first Corinthians 10 31 we quote it quite often in this podcast whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of God um, Matthew 5 16 let your light so shine among men that they may see your good deeds mm. and give glory to your father in heaven now um, I just want to uh, read a quote from John Piper, which I thought it was really uh, cool just when we think about um, God's glory and to to glorify him. Uh, He says, now when God says that he created us for his glory, it cannot mean 
that he created us so that he would become more glorious, that his beauty and perfection will be somehow increased by us. It is unthinkable that God should become more perfectly God by making something that is not God. It is a staggering but necessary thought that God has always existed, that he never came into being, and that everything which exists, which is not God, is from his fullness and can never add anything to him which did not come from him. Mm. That is what it means to be God, and it should humble us. It should humble us when we ponder his reality. Mm. Uh, just um, to, to know that, you know, everything God... Everything that he created comes from his fullness. He didn't have to. Um, he is he's not more glorious because we are saved. <laughs> you know, yeah. he is completely self-sufficient mm. um, and glorious. Sure. Um, but, but he deserves all the honor and, and glory. Sure. So what then is the purpose of the believer in this life? The purpose of the believer in this life is to be more like Christ. Mm. All the events of this age are allowed sovereignly by God to make us more like Christ. God is purifying for himself mm. his bride so that he can present us to himself holy without spot or blemish. So Christ is making us more like mm. him through the ministry of the Spirit into mm. the glory of the Father. Amen. Amen. So as we just wrap this episode, I, I hope that um, you be encouraged if you have been redeemed by Christ uh, to praise him and glorify him uh, for what a wonderful thing he has done on the cross for us. Um, forgiving our sins, uh, but not only forgiving. I I heard this illustration last week, just hearing uh, from a sermon from Steve Lawson. Um, if we were just if we were just forgiven, we would be just naked mm -hmm. in front mm -hmm. of the Father. But Christ is so amazing. It, didn't just forgive us our sins, but we need some clothes. He clothed us with his righteousness. Sure. Um, and so that big, that great exchange of he took our sins and gave us his righteousness. Uh, it is, it's a glorious um, uh, uh, doctrine. It's a glorious truth uh, that we ought to be reminded of and praise him for. I just want to remind us even as we close it is such a blessing to know that our atonement has been complete in Jesus. Um, he is the good shepherd and no one can snatch us out of his hand. Amen. Not just his hand, but also the hand of his father. Because mm. we are his sheep and we have heard his voice, mm. he will ensure that mm. he will not lose us mm. as he was sent to save us mm. as the Father had sent him. Amen. So you can live with much assurance that praise God that your salvation has been secured in Jesus. Now, therefore, live as you are, as 
God has called you to be holy and resemble Christ. Amen. We live in a day where we think that in order to be relevant to our culture, we must be like our culture. We live in a day where we think in order for the gospel to be relevant, we must somehow adapt it to the culture, and nothing on the face of the earth or in the bowels of hell could be further from the truth. We are relevant not because we are like our culture, we are relevant because we are absolutely different. And our gospel has power not because it is acceptable to carnal men. Our gospel has power because it is a scandal to men. Thank you for joining the Theology Alive podcast. Please subscribe and share. Later. Thou shalt not add no subtract to the statement of faith. God determined. <laughs> determined.